0: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 144. So being this is Sunday, April 4th, 2021, as usual, we're doing the latest news and rumors from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's see what these sites have in store for us for this week. Let's do this! First up, from Canon Rumors, Canon will soon announce the RF 600mm F4L IS USM, the RF 400mm F2.8 L IS USM, and an RF 100mm F2.8 L IS USM macro canon announced these lenses this month in the beginning of april of 2021 the announcements dates announcement dates can be moved around but these are definitely the next three rf lenses that will be announced and released to the consumer market for sale that is all i have on that particular article at the moment but stay tuned for future updates on this topic as they become available Next up, patent ultra-wide zoom lenses for the RF mount, including an RF9 to 24mm F4. Keys that Northlight North Images has uncovered a US PTO patent that shows off optical formulas for ultra-wide angle zoom lenses for the new Canon RF mount. US PTO Patent 2021/0096343. Shows a Canon RF 8mm to 16mm f4, a Canon RF 9 to 15 f4, a Canon RF 9 to 24 f4, and a Canon RF 10 to 18 f4. The closest lens to Canon RF lens roadmap is the RF 10 to 24 F4 L USM. Now I do find this interesting and not at all surprising because Canon actually already has made for a few years now an EF mount 10 to 18. So it's not surprising that they would release a 10 to 18 in the RF mount at an F4. It does sound like a uh, the uh, 10 to 18 could be one of the silver band lenses, one of the less expensive models. Although uh, according to this, the 10x24 f4 is an L USM lens. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see if Canon does come out with some of these ultra wide lenses for the RF mount. Um, I'm not going to get too excited about it yet only because of the fact that uh, so far a lot of the lenses, especially the L mount lenses in the RF mount are fairly expensive. So whether or not I'm going to get all that excited about it or not, at this point, probably not. It would be great because even wider would be great for my real estate and architectural work. But um, like I said, I have a feeling that those lenses are probably for me going to be cost prohibitive uh, for the foreseeable future. Next up, Canon has three new lenses for certif- that appear for certification. Three new Canon lenses have appeared in Russia for certification according to Nokashida. Below are the latest three lenses that have appeared. The 4857C005, which is the Canon RF 100mm F2.8 LIS USM Macro. The 5053C005, which is the Canon RF 400mm F2.8 LIS USM. And the 5054C005, which is the Canon RF 600mm F4 LIS USM. In a normal world, once lenses reach this stage, they tend to be announced within a few months. Things could obviously be different this year. I haven't updated the Canon RF lens roadmap in a while, but you can check it out at the accompanying link in this article if you haven't already. And of course, as usual, all of the articles in this week's episode will be in the show notes so that all of my listeners can check them out for themselves. Next up, Canon releases firmware version 1.3.1 for the Canon EOS R6. Now, this is after they globally removed the firmware version 1.3.0 for the Canon EOS R6. Apparently, the 1.3.0 firmware had some issues, Um, so Canon had to pull it. Uh, I guess it had a major bug. Now, after pulling that firmware, Canon has... Uh, quickly made available a firmware update with a fix, which is the version 1.3.1. This firmware version incorporates the following fixes and enhancements. Adds IPB light to 4K to enable lower bitrate shooting. Adds electronic full-time MF to the AF tab of the menu. When a lens is attached, manual focus adjustment is always possible with both one-shot AF and servo AF. Three, the transfer time estimated value now displays on the camera monitor during FTP transfer. Four, fixes a phenomenon in which in rare instances, the camera cannot function normally when the drive mode is set to high speed continuous shooting to shoot still images continuously. Five, fixes a phenomenon that may corrupt the image display in the viewfinder. Six, fixes a phenomenon in which the power may become suspended when the camera is powered via USB for an extended period of time. And seven, fixes a phenomenon in which the camera stops operating normally when movie cropping cropping setting is set to enable for performing movie shooting in firmware version 1.3.0. You can download the 1.3.1 firmware at Canon USA's website. Now, this is definitely exciting, and it's good to see that Canon was quick to pull the defective firmware update and replace it with this one that had a fix for that major bug that was in 1.3.0. I'm definitely looking forward to this as I should be getting my R6 later on this coming week, as well as my battery grip. And of course, once I get my camera, I will be immediately updating it to 1.3.1. And I recommend that all of you do the same to keep your camera functioning the way you want it to or expect it to. Next up, Canon EF 70 200 f4 IS USM2 and the Canon EF 85mm f1.2L USM2 have been discontinued. It looks like Canon is discontinuing EF lenses at quite a fast pace. This time, I've been told that both the 70-200 Mark II and the EF85 1.2 L Mark II have been discontinued. Keep in mind, even if a lens is discontinued from production, you're still going to be able to find inventory in certain stores for quite a while. I have added a page of the list of recently discontinued Canon EF lenses to the left menu. I'll keep track of every lens that Canon discontinues for the next little bit of time. So it's definitely not surprising to see Canon phasing more of their EF mount lenses out as they are releasing more and more of those lenses replacements in the RF mount. So totally normal to see something like this happening. And last up from Canon rumors for this week, Canon EF 40mm f2.8 STM pancake lens officially discontinued. I meant to post about the discontinuation of the 40mm 28 STM a while back, but I forgot to. This is the second EF lens that has been officially discontinued in the last couple of weeks, the other being the EF 200mm f2l ISUSM. I suspect that we're going to see a bunch of EF lenses sent to pasture over the next 12 months. I have not heard anything about a new pancake lens for the RF mount, but it would make sense that one is coming eventually for the RF mount. And I do agree 100%. This 40 millimeter f2.8 STM pancake lens, which I personally own this lens and absolutely love it, is a fantastic, inexpensive lens. This is one of the rare instances, and it does happen where this is a silver band lens, but its performance is phenomenal. Its autofocus is fast and accurate, and it makes amazing images. It has great image quality throughout its entire Uh, Spectrum of the lens element Um, i've never noticed any issues of mine no major issues with softness at the edges or anything like that i always get nice sharp and beautiful images with my 40 millimeter pancake lens so hopefully canon will be eventually releasing an rf replacement if they do it'll be sad but i'll have to let my ef mount model go so that i can go ahead and get the rf mount especially if it's reasonably priced because the 40 millimeter in the ef mount was originally i think like 149 dollars when i bought mine brand new i'm not sure if it's dropped at all since then i think i had read a while back that canon had dropped it down to 129 or that might have been a temporary thing so don't take that as gospel all right so now we're going to head on over to nikon rumors and see what they have for us for this week First up, Nikon Nikkor Z28mm and 40mm F2 mirrorless compact prime lens concepts. These new lenses have appeared um, and are already listed on the latest Nikon Z lens roadmap. A reader sent me his visions or versions of the new Nikkor Z28mm and 40mm F2 mirrorless lenses. You can click in the article for a larger view of these uh, concept lenses. <laughs> They're a very compact design. Quote, I'm a Nikon owner who's eagerly awaiting the new Nikon compact lens line. Using the details on the previously leaked lens roadmap, a Z62 picture and other lens images as my primary building material, I cut and paste my take of what I believe that lens will look like. The F2 aperture spec is purely wishful. I put this together for fun. I have no industry sources, just thought it looked good and wanted to share so that is definitely interesting and of course you can find this article in the show notes you can check it out for yourself next up mayor optic gorlitz lenses will be available also for nikon z mount in their latest press release, Meyer Optics Gorlitz uh, confirmed that their lenses will be available also for the Nikon Z mount. Quote, in addition, new versions of the famous BioTARS are currently being developed in various focal lengths, as well as versions of the existing lenses for the latest camera mounts, Canon R and Nikon Z. The exact dates of those releases are difficult to specify due to the current situation, but will definitely be or all be in the second half of this year. Here is a list of all Meyer Optic Gorlitz lenses available for sale at B&H. The next lens to be announced will be the Trio Plan Thirty Five. So so far we have the Trio Plan One Hundred, which has been released, the Trio Plan Fifty, which has been released, the Trio Plan Thirty Five, which is supposed to be next, the Primo Plan Seventy Five, which was released, the Primo Plan Fifty Eight, which was released, and the Lighteth Thirty, which has also already been released. Next up, Nikon demonstrations planned for 2021. Nikon demonstrations are being planned for 2021 because of the recent reduction or eliminations of Nikon product warranties around the world. Uh, let's see, Nikon demonstrations are being planned. Nikon concerns a possible staff blinding as 70 million Nikonites are planning to storm the Nikon corporate headquarters in Japan with competitor camera brands as they feel Nikon's president has cheated them out of their global warranties amid Nikon announcements to reduce all warranty periods on many of their products as profits continue to decline. The Japanese government, out of concern to many Uh, out of concern to many may be at risk of having their pictures taken have decided to erect large mirrors around the nikon headquarters in minato city tokyo japan said an unknown spokesperson within the japanese security ministry so wow Uh, sounds like a lot of nikon shooters out there are kind of miffed about their uh global warranties being axed and i can't say that i blame them but they have to realize nikon's point of view and i'm not trying to you know uh, just outright defend a big multi-billion dollar company but nikon has been hemorrhaging tens of millions of dollars for a few years now so it only makes sense that they're going to do everything they can to cut costs to try to right the ship as it were of their company and get back on track next up delkin announced new black cf express type b memory cards Delkin introduced the new Black CF Express Type B cards with 1,760 megabits per second max read and 1,400 megabits per second minimum sustained write speeds, higher depending on capacity. Pre-orders are open at B&H, but B&H is closed for Passover. Uh, some additional information: quote, Other competing CF Express Type B cards may state a maximum write speed but black takes things further with sustained sequential write speeds of at least 1400 megabits a second higher depending on the capacity this sustained speed versus potential write speed is what guarantees flawless cinema quality video capture including dci 8k raw 12 bit at 30 frames per second which is 2600 megabits per second in the canon r5 this is especially valuable during events like weddings sports meets concerts and other situations you cannot redo the cards are also capable of offloading data at speeds reaching up to 1730 megabits per second ensuring the quickest most efficient data transfer from card to computer for immediate file access and sooner post-production that source is delkin themselves so definitely interesting to see this and i'm not surprised delkin has been uh has been making uh cf express cards for a little while now and as a technology company they're always innovating i've bought a lot of their products over over the years and always been very happy with them so it is definitely exciting to see that they're coming out with some (laughs) cf express type b cards basically on steroids next up latest releases and deals from topaz adobe capture one and more Topaz Labs released Sharpen AI version 3.0 with faster AI engine and model improvements for large blur. Starting today through April 9th, Sharpen AI is on sale for $59.99, which is $20 off. The old Topaz Lab utility bundle has been renamed to Image Quality Bundle and is also on sale for $1.99, more than $150 in savings. The new Image Quality Bundle includes Sharpen, Gigapixel, Denoise, and JPEG to RAW. You can use coupon code SHARPEN15 for an additional 15% discount on all Topaz products, good through April 9th. So definitely some exciting news on that. Now, Adobe is also offering a new design mobile bundle for iPad available directly from the App Store that includes Photoshop, Illustrator, Frisco, Spark, Post Creative Cloud app, Uh, Adobe Font, Behance Portfolio, and 100 gigabytes of storage. The price is $14.99 per month or $149 per year. This is a 50% savings if subscribed to the individual products. And uh, Nordic Styles Kit. Uh, get 15% off on the new Capture One Nordic Style Kit. More info available at the link. Get 20% off on all on-one products with code Nikon Rumors, And get $10 off on Skylum Luminar AI with code Nikon Rumors. So definitely some savings there. I suggest if you haven't already, you run out and get whichever one of those programs you've been most interested in. And you've been waiting to get a deal because these deals will not last. And now is the time to jump on them. And last up from Nikon Rumors for this week, financial report, quote, strength seen in Nikon Corp, can its 8.2% jump turn into more strength? This is a quote from the article strength seen in Nikon Corp, can its 8.2% jump turn into more strength published on Yahoo Finance a few days ago? Quote, Nikon Corp shares rallied 8.2% in the last trading session to close at $10. Uh, $10.03. This move can be attributed to notable, uh, notable volume with a higher number of shares being traded than in a typical session. This compares to the stock's 7.8% gain over the past four weeks. The increase in share price can be attributed to Intel's plan to spend $20 billion on building its foundry business, thereby driving demand for Nikon semiconductor production equipment. Moreover, uh, recovery in semiconductor capital investments is expected to boost Nikon's top-line growth in the near term. Nikon stock has been going up since the beginning of 2021, so that's definitely exciting, and it looks like overall Nikon stock prices are up almost 50% already for this year. So that is great news. Keep going, Nikon. We're really hoping that you pull it off and that you're around for many, many more years to come. All right, and now I'm going to take a brief break before I continue with Fuji Rumors and Sony Alpha Rumors. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag liamphotopodcast. And now, back to the show. All right, and now we're headed on over to Fuji Rumors to see what he has for us for this week. First up, Fujifilm Instax Mini 40 website online with product images and specs. Fujifilm is teasing the Fujifilm Instax Mini 40 since a few days, and they gave us an announcement date of April 7th. Down below, you can find the specs and more product images shared by Fujifilm. Uh, the Fujifilm Instax Mini Instant Film is what it uses. The photo picture size is 2.4 inch by 1.8 inch or 62 millimeters by 46 millimeters. Lens, two components, two elements, f60 millimeter and uh, 1 uh, two 12.7. Viewfinder, real image finder 0.37 times with target spots. Shooting range, 11.8 inches, 0.3 meters and beyond. Use selfie mode for 11.8 inch uh, to 19.7 inch or 0.5 meters. The shutter programmed electronic shutter one half to one 2 of a second, slow synchro for low light. Exposure control automatic LV 5.0 to 14.5 ISO 800. Film ejection automatic film developing time approximately 90 seconds varies depending on the ambient temperature. Flash, constant firing flash, automatic light adjustment, recycle time, 6.5 seconds or less when using new batteries, effective flash range, 11.8 inch, 0.3 meters to 8.9 feet, 2.7 meters. Power supply, two AA size alkaline batteries, LR6, capacity, approximately 10 Instax mini film packs of 10 exposures each uh batteries manganese batteries cannot be used auto power off time after five minutes other includes film counter and film pack confirmation window dimensions 4.09 inch by 4.76 inch by 2.56 inch which is 104 millimeters by 121 millimeters by 65 millimeters and the weight is 330 grams without battery strap and film Obviously, somebody pulled the trigger to quickly add Fujifilm and publish the website too early on Instax.com. So, just in case it's taken down, I have taken a screenshot that I share below. On April 7th, you'll be able to pre order the Instax Mini 40 at BH Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. So, definitely some exciting news there, especially if you're one of the folks that's into the Fujifilm Instax cameras i do have one of the polaroid instax cameras and i haven't played with it for quite a while it's a cute little camera and it wasn't super expensive so i got it mostly just to play around with just for the heck of it so uh but there are a lot of people out there that are big fans of the instax film so i have a feeling it'll probably sell fairly well Next up, rocket start FujiFilm GFX 100S beats them all and succeeds beyond Fuji's dreams new survey included. Here's the thing, I keep getting feedback from Fuji rumors readers all over the world about when their local stores will be able to ship the FujiFilm GFX 100S and they all tell me the same, best pre-orders uh for any GFX camera waiting time is long. I have one on pre-order too and I can confirm this also from my local store and although waiting is the hardest part i also know i have tons of x series gear to photograph the wedding of my friend in july if covid allows and to take epic shots from my local mountain of my local mountains uh, the dolomites in south Ty- tyrol so i am well equipped and i can wait for the gfx 100s as my x series gear is and will always remain the best balanced system of all systems out there so why GFX for me? Well, because going full-frame makes no sense for my needs. It's really a negligible difference compared to X-Trans APS-C and I Highlight X-Trans. What I miss from current full-frame systems is certainly not image quality, but some features like Animal AF, for example. A feature Fujifilm was offering as first company ever with the Fujifilm F80 EXR 12 megapixel gi- digital camera. So Fuji, just take out those old algorithms and make them fit for Fujifilm X and GFX. If I am looking for a camera that offers me a sensible jump in image quality for my landscape photography, then I'd better explore the world beyond full frame with a sensor that is 70% fuller than full frame and camera that is smaller than the full frame Panasonic S1 series and cheaper than the Sony A1. So for me, it just makes sense to add the GFX system to my camera bag. And it seems that many thought uh, many thought this way as the GFX100S is, according to our latest survey, the most owned Fujifilm GFX camera among Fuji Rumors community already. Yep, you heard it right. In just a few weeks, the Fujifilm GFX100S surpassed all other Fujifilm GFX cameras in terms of sales here on Fuji Rumors. This is something Fujifilm wasn't even dreaming of. Now their NR1 number one challenge will be to ship that Uh, great camera. And since we have so many new Fujifilm GFX 100S owners, I was curious to know which system you are coming from. Of course, those who pre-ordered the GFX 100S qualify as GFX 100S owners and hence can vote the survey. You can tick more than one box if that applies to you. Uh, Which camera system did you own before buying the GFX 100S? Survey for GFX 100S owners only. And for me, I owned an older GFX system, the 50R. So I went ahead and voted in there. (laughs) All right. Next up, DP Review TV Fujifilm GFX 100S Review. DP Review TV published its Fujifilm GFX 100S review compact nature for street and travel photography to use without tripod thanks to ibis handling is excellent great grip lightweight and compact camera lenses can get bulky he prefers it over the gfx 100 body he likes that the gfx 100s has no integrated grip should be as compact and small as possible he likes the customization uh, the customization uh, features on the camera he loves the af on position but it does not feel like a solid press Uh, Let's see. EVF is not bad, but not on GFX 100 level. The 85 FPF EVF refresh rate is in boost mode is good for stills. For sports and action, better reduce the EVF refresh rate. Three-way tilt screen is nice on a tripod. Top LCD is very customizable as well. Nostalgic negative has a nice subtle warm tones. The 100 megapixel uh justifies the higher cost over full frame crazy resolution and tons of dynamic range 14-bit raw and 16-bit raw differences is negligible better shoot 14-bit and have a snappier camera pixel shift multi-shot gives 400 megapixel images but it's fairly slow to take all 16 images it's hard to take advantage fully of it you can't look at the final result in camera it's like this also on the sony's ibis with the gf 110 f2 he can get full resolution images at one 125th shutter speed, even at 1/80th. Ibis can work great with the 30 millimeter lens. He can get great results at 1/30th. Best AF on any medium format camera. Tracking works pretty well, but you can but you can compare it to APS-C or full frame. Autofocus is also lens dependent. Some zooms work faster than the GF110. Face eye detection is quite effective. With lenses like the GF 80 1.7, you get very shallow depth of field, so a good IAF matters. Video works better than the one uh, GFX 100, longer time before overheating, and better IBIS. ProRes RAW, you have control over ISO and exposure adjustments, but not on the white balance adjustment. The GFX 100 had bad lag when using an external recorder in RAW video. The GFX 100S is much better. And you can use EVF and LCD while outputting RAW on the GFX 100S. Very capable medium format camera for video. Favorite medium format camera he has ever used. The GFX 100S does what the GFX 100 can do for a lower price and smaller body. And the GFX 100 is hard to justify now that the 100S exists. In short, the GFX 100S is amazing. Now, I haven't had a chance to watch their video review on it yet, but those are the highlights that... Fuji rumors owner has taken after he watched the video i'll definitely have to check it out because i do enjoy uh, dp review tv's videos next up fujifilm xh2 in 2022 fujifilm gfx 50s m mark II in 2021 The XF33 millimeter F1.4 in 2021, top five forgotten X mount lenses and more, the best of March. Here are the most read articles on Fuji rumors for March of 2021. It was a month full of breaking rumors. So while this is a top uh, 10 articles for the previous month, it also serves well as a summary of the most important that you should reads that you should not have missed. And I'll let you check that out for yourself. Next up, in stock, Fujinon XF70-300, F4-5.6, limited in number. A limited number of the XF70-300, F4-5.6 lenses uh, are in stock right now at Amazon US. Currently, 19 samples shipped and sold by Amazon. The lens is still out of stock, a B&H Photo, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. So if you want one, haul butt over to Amazon US and get one before they're gone. And last up from Fuji rumors for this week, epic Fujifilm GF lens deal spread over Europe. Save up to 1,000 euros on GF lenses for GFX 100 owners only. The biggest rebate on GF lenses has dropped all over Europe with one limitation is exclusive only to Fujifilm GFX 100 owners. You can save up to 1,000 euros on GFX lenses, including the brand new Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7. This deal is available at official Fujifilm retailers like Calamut DE, Wex UK, Park UK, and PCH Store. Amazon Europe is not included in the official retailer list this time. If you are, quote, just a humble Fujifilm GFX 100S owner like me, or don't live in EU... You can still get a $500 discount on selected GF lenses. You can find the list below. In the U.S., the GF 110 millimeter f/2, you can save $500 at B&H Photo, Amazon, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The GF 32 to 64 f/4, save $500 at the same four retailers, and the same for the GF 45 to 100 f/4. After purchase, you can go to the accompanying link uh, to the page to claim. Your money back and that is going to wrap up fuji rumors for this week and now let's head on over to sony alpha rumors for this week first up nice images of the sony a7c with a leather case Uh, metal mikey shared these nice images of the sony a7c with an old leica 28 millimeter uh, sumaron lens here on ebay and leather case uh, plenty of them available on eBay as well. The images do look fantastic. That leather uh, half case on the that particular camera does look absolutely gorgeous, especially with that lens and with the silver and black coloring of the A7C. So you might want to check that out if you're interested in a leather case for your camera. Next up, Adobe Europe is offering up to 20% off Creative Cloud selected single apps. Europeans can now save 20% on single Adobe apps sold by Adobe Germany, Adobe UK, Adobe France, Adobe Italy, Adobe Spain, Adobe Netherlands, and Adobe Belgium. So head on over there and check it out if you're one of my listeners in Europe, and I do have a lot of my audience in Europe um, actually, the amount of listeners of the, uh, that download each episode in Europe is some for some episodes higher than the number of downloads I get in the US. and other episodes, it's a pretty much tie between the US and Europe as far as my audience is concerned. Next up, what if what F1.2 GM lens should Sony do for you? The Sony 50mm F1.2 GM is available for pre-order at BH Photo, Amazon, Adorama, Focus Camera, Photokotch Germany, Calamut Germany, Photo Earnhardt, Park Cameras UK, and Jessups. I would surely consider to buy which of the following: the 24 F1.2, the 35, a 40, an 85, a 105, or a 135 and you can vote in that poll. Uh, Those are all some interesting lens uh, possibilities. I would probably be most interested in the 135 because it would be a great portrait lens. Although I know a lot of uh, Sony and Nikon shooters prefer the 105 millimeter focal length, I'd be interested in either one if I was shooting Sony. Next up, Sigma 28-70 FE Reviews by Ted Forbes, DP Review, and Photography Blog. Uh, Photography Blog tested the new lens and concluded, quote, overall, the new Sigma 28-70 F2.8 DGDN Contemporary is a well-built Fast standard zoom lens that delivers excellent image quality in a very small lightweight package. It isn't as good as our favorite Sony full-frame standard zoom, the Sigma 28-70 F2.8 DGDN, in any aspect except size, but it does outperform its main rival, the Tamron 28-75 2.8 Di3 RXD, albeit at a slightly higher price point, which makes choosing between them a close-run thing. DP Review also reviewed the lens and concluded, quote, If what you need most of all is portability and you understand the compromises necessary to achieve it, the Sigma 28-70 28 728 DGDN is hands down the smallest and lightest of the bunch and still offers solid image quality. It doesn't hurt that it's also among the most affordable F2.8 full frame standard zoom options for the E mount or L mounts. For the size, weight, and cost conscious, it's definitely worthy of consideration. And then there is also Ted Forbes' take in the form of his YouTube video that you can check out for yourself. Next up, the new Viltrux 24mm F1.8 FE autofocus lens is now in stock at Amazon. The lens is available for the first time at Amazon US, 6% off with coupon code 062MJQ8Z and also at Amazon DE and Amazon UK. It is also in stock on their own store at pergear.com. Use new F1.8 to get 5% off. So interesting there. And last up from Sony Alpha rumors for this week, the new Sony 50mm f1.2 GM rev, uh, review by Photography Blog, Jason Vong, Sidney uh, Diangzon, Dayong, I don't know how you pronounce that, and Manny Ortiz, quote, the best 50mm lens currently available for Sony Alpha cameras and the, are, there are accompanying videos from each of these reviewers in the articles so you can check them out for yourself. I haven't watched them yet. I don't generally watch a lot of lens reviews for Sony cameras, and it's nothing against Sony's. It's just I don't shoot them, so I don't watch a lot of reviews for their lenses nor Nikon. I pretty much stick with Canon and Fuji since they are the two systems I presently shoot with. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com and that is going to wrap up episode 144 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing an Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I also ask you to stop by and check out my YouTube channels, Liam Photography, the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, and Forgotten Pieces of Pennsylvania. Please subscribe to the channels, watch the videos, like them, share them out, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as each new video drops. Now, my wife and I are preparing to move to North Carolina by the end of April. We're going to be heading up to that, uh, up to North Carolina this coming week to close on our new house up there and start making the plans. We're doing a little bit of remodeling, nothing catastrophic, just a little bit of remodeling to make things the way the missus would like them and uh, keep her happy as well as myself. Um, But we really love the new place and the land that we have with it. So it's exciting for us. And uh, oh, I did also uh, just do my third uh, magazine interview. I was contacted by the VP of the editorial staff from True Life magazine and did an interview with them. I'm not sure when it will be published. I'll let my listeners know when I find out. I believe it's a digital only magazine. And this is the third magazine that I've been interviewed by in the last few years. This didn't have anything to do with my documentary projects, just strictly my photography in general. All right. That is going to wrap everything up and I will see you all again on Thursday.